Welcome to the Wellsteading Podcast. This is episode 277. Today is December 6th, 2018. I'm your host, John Pugliano. I'm also the founder and money manager at investablewealth.com. Well, the markets continue their switchback, whiplash, volatile behavior. It's been that way all this year. And in recent months, there hasn't been a day that's gone by that someone hasn't asked me if I'm still optimistic. Well, even with the volatility we saw this week, yes, I do remain optimistic. So much so, in fact, that I'm not even going to comment on the market other than to say that I stand behind all the things I said in the previous episode. And not only that, but really the case that I've been building now for over a year. I think we're in a real transitionary phase right now. And ultimately, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing or to the downside. Oh no, it's definitely not a market for the faint of heart. But I'm still in this market 100%, and although I'm not happy at the end of every day with all the outcomes, I do remain fully invested. That's just me. You have to make up your own decision what you want to do. But before you totally give up on this market, I'd encourage you to go back, review some of the previous episodes, and definitely go over to the blog post. Go over to investablewealth.com on the alerts and commentary section. I just put an article up there yesterday making the case for why I believe that perhaps this bull market ended in 2015 or 2016 and the turbulence that we're going through right now is simply a reset and a setup for the next business cycle and bull market run. I'd also encourage you to go over and look at the videos on my YouTube channel. For over a year now, I've slowly been building the content and you'll find answers to a lot of your questions there. Everything from the basic questions about how to chart a simple moving average to how to determine a buy point, and then even market-specific things about what's going on with the Federal Reserve. And that's a topic that I actually recorded well over a year ago, but it applies to exactly what's going on right now. And the same thing with questions like, are we in a recession? Or what the unemployment rate can tell us about heading into a recession? There's a lot of videos about the trade war, NAFTA, and other political considerations like what would happen if Trump were to be removed from office, whether he resigned or was impeached or maybe even assassinated. There's about 25 videos up over there. Some are short, some are long. And as you look through that list, you'll even find some off-the-wall things where I talk about my hobbies and interests and everything from RVs to ham radio. But hey, let's get on to today's episode And this isn't going to have anything to do with the stock market, but really what I want to discuss today has to do with advancing in your career and whether that be as an entrepreneur or just someone that wants to advance as an employee. And I want to do this in the form of sharing somebody's story with you. Now, the reason this person came up is he's recently in the news for other reasons. In fact, I think he's got himself into some trouble with the Me Too movement and perhaps some sexual harassment or some type of unacceptable behavior. And I'm not going to comment on that. This is something that's still alleged. It's not something I have any knowledge of. But seeing his name in the news made me think back to his story because I've been a fan of his for a long time. And he was a young man struggling to get started in his career about the same time I was in mine. So let me take you back to 1980 and tell you about another guy named John His name was John Lassiter. He'd just gotten out of school, and he got his dream job. He went to work for one of the most notable companies in the world. He got a job at Disney. It was a company he had grown up with. He was awed and inspired as a kid by stories of 
Pinocchio and Fantasia, Bambi, Dumbo, Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland, 101 Dalmatians, The Jungle Book, all those amazing Disney animations that kids like him and I grew up with back in the 1950s and 60s. And although Lasseter was thrilled to be working at Disney, he was a little disheartened because Walt Disney, the founder of the company, was long gone and it seemed like Disney had lost some of its magic. Lasseter knew that technology was changing things in the movie industry and that some changes could be made that would allow the Disney company to not only reclaim its old creativity, but to blow the competition away. And so Lasseter did his homework and he went in to talk to one of the senior managers that was in charge of animation and it took a lot of courage because this senior animator was much like the senior staff at any old established company He was an old, crusty SOB that didn't much want to hear about new ideas or new ways of doing things. But Lasseter pitched his story anyways, and rather than me telling you what was said, let me play an excerpt for you that came from the book, Dreamers and Deceivers. Let me tell you something, John. You are a junior animator. It's not your job to think big, expensive thoughts. Our audience is a bunch of kids who couldn't care less about character development and plot strength. Just do what you're told. And if you don't like our way, there's a line of people out the door who would be happy to take your place. Yeah, well, how's that for gratitude? Have you ever worked for a boss like that? Yeah, I've been told all those negative things, but I persevered, and so did Lassiter. He could have gotten mad. He could have quit. He could have punched the guy in the face. He could have tried to undermine the company or go out and get an attorney and try to sue for discrimination. There's a lot of things he could have done. But you know what Lasseter did? He went back to work. He knew that although things weren't the way he'd like them to have been, that he was working at an amazing company and for the time being, it was the best place he could be. And so he worked even harder. He pulled together the resources he could. He learned more about the inner workings of the company and becoming a better animator and a better technologist and a better storyteller. And he just did everything he could to hone his skills and become a better employee. And he didn't get discouraged. In fact, three years later, he went back to that same senior animator. And this time he had an even better idea. He'd been working for months, coming up with a concept and a storyline and samples, and he was prepared to go in there and blow off their socks. And you know what happened? They fired him. That's right. They didn't promote him. They didn't like his ideas. They didn't congratulate him for all the hard work. They didn't recognize his genius. They told him he wasn't welcome there, and they fired him. So what did Lassiter do this time? Was he depressed? Was he unhappy? Was he bitter? Well, of course he was, but you know what? He still kept up the fight. He went out, he talked to people, he stayed active in industry groups that he was involved in, and he marketed himself and he made contact and networked with other professionals. And his efforts worked out because within about a year, he was picked up to do some freelance work for a little-known company, which was called Pixar. And eventually, he did such a good job with Pixar as a freelancer that they hired him on as a full-time employee. But you know, even though they loved Lassiter there and they allowed him to be creative, it wasn't all roses and rainbows. It was still a fairly young startup company. And although it was owned by George Lucas, the company wasn't profitable. But Lassiter did all he could to improve his creative genius. And in fact, it was so good that his work was noticed by another creative genius 
that had been fired from the company that he founded, and that man's name was Steve Jobs. Yeah, Steve Jobs. And he was so impressed with the work that Pixar and Lasseter were doing that Steve Jobs came in and became a major shareholder in that company, and that was the lifeblood that Pixar needed to become great. And Pixar did become great. In fact, when they went on to win their first Emmy for animation, Disney came back and called up Lasseter and offered him a four times pay increase to come back and work for them. But Lasseter turned it down. He knew that Steve Jobs was a creative genius and that Jobs had believed in him and given him an opportunity to let his own genius develop. And so rather than having a short-term bump in his pay, he wanted to remain at Pixar and take the risk and try and create something that was great. And great Pixar became. In fact, so great that in 2006, Disney came in and bought Pixar for $7.4 billion. So John Lasseter was back working at Disney, but this time he was working for them on his own terms as the creative genius, and arguably their best creative genius since Walt Disney himself. And it's not only made him an extremely wealthy man, but it also allowed him to create a legacy that will outlive him. So are you unhappy in the work you do? Are you unappreciated? Is your boss a jerk? Do they treat you horribly? Are you a wage slave working in a soul-sucking job, stuck in a cubicle with a bunch of monkeys? Well, you're not the only one. John Lasseter's been there. John Pugliano's been there. Hundreds of other successful people have been there too. It's not up to anybody else. It's up to you. You can make it happen. And so until the next episode, this is John Pugliano wishing you the very best returns. It's not your job to think big, expensive thoughts. Just do what you're told. And if you don't like our way, there's a line of people out the door who would be happy to take your place. It's not your job to think big, expensive thoughts. Just do what you're told. And if you don't like our way, there's a line of people out the door who would be happy to take your place. It's not your job to think big, expensive thoughts. Just do what you're told. And if you don't like our way, there's a line of people out the door who would be happy to take your place. It's not your job to think big, expensive thoughts. Just do what you're told. And if you don't like our way, there's a line of people out the door who would be happy to take your place. It's not your job to think big, expensive thoughts. Just do what you're told. And if you don't like our way, there's a line of people out the door who would be happy to take your place. It's not your job to think big, expensive thoughts. Just do what you're told. And if you don't like our way, there's a line of people out the door who would be happy to take your place.